Hello and welcome to the Irish Fire Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Halton. I'm an entrepreneur, investor, and financial independence enthusiast, sharing my financial freedom journey. Stay tuned and welcome aboard. Firstly, apologies about the huge delay between episodes. As many of you guys can probably recall, I mentioned in the last episode that I have gone back to pretty much full-time work, and it has been an interesting journey in the sense of I have been absolutely running around like a headless chicken. So apologies that I haven't had as much time to plan and record episodes. At the same time, you can be rest assured that whilst I have been busy, it has been good in terms of putting capital into that portfolio. So I'm going to touch on that a little bit in this episode. I think I mentioned it before, I tend to these days plan an episode out. It can take me a number of weeks to actually release an episode because I do want to deliver quality. Before we get on to today's episode, I thought I might fill you guys in on a few updates. So as I mentioned, I have pretty much gone back to full-time work and it's amazing just how time tends to fill itself up. So I mentioned in the past when I originally went to part-time work, there was maybe a month or two where it was good and I had loads of free time and then I quickly found myself filling up my time with various passion projects. So I started a hockey club and then more hockey clubs and I started the podcast, and I started the Native Tree Project, and all sorts of other things, and it was amazing how quickly, all of a sudden, I was busy again, right? So, you kind of see this, if you talk to people who are even retired, sometimes they'll say things like, I can't believe I ever had time for a job. It's so easy to fill up time, so just keep that in mind when you're planning early retirement and everything like that, that learning to say no is quite a valuable thing, and being able to keep yourself some of that time free is quite valuable. I mentioned back in episode one or two about the doors on the street in our neighborhood. Well, and I even kind of joked at the time that eventually that we might be the last one with the old door. Well, it actually looks like that that's starting to happen. I think since I released that episode just over a year ago, there must be now five or six of the neighbors that have converted over to these new doors that kind of look like the Starship Enterprise. Right, it's really strange to see a small semi-detached house with these amazing doors, right? So uh, yeah, it certainly is one of these things where we're seeing it all the time. We're seeing what we would call pointless money being spent. And I guess it comes back to today's episode in regards to embracing frugality. A quick update on the portfolio for those who have been following the portfolio. We still haven't yet um, been able to move house, so we are still waiting to move house you guys remember from episode 59, I talk about how we were able to release some equity from our home to actually buy a new home and then rent out our current house. So we're still waiting. It is an awfully slow process in Ireland. It seems like just one bit of paperwork after another, but we are hopefully going to be there within the next couple of weeks. Just to give some feedback in relation to how that deal actually worked, in the end we didn't quite get to do the deal without putting our own money down. So in the episode, I mentioned that you could get a, effectively a 100% uh, finance, but in the end, it wasn't quite as simple as that. So we couldn't get around the notion of needing to put down the 10% deposit when we sign contracts. There probably is a way around it, um, but we found that it actually wasn't possible for us to do. And unfortunately, with COVID and everything else going on, we didn't quite get as much money as we wanted to get. 
we actually had to kind of hustle and find an extra 20 grand to actually make the deal happen. So I'm going to touch on this because this is sort of the inspiration to the episode. Um, But before I do, one thing I want to mention before we get into this is that on the 26th of September, we actually successfully completed the, what I know to be the first online fire event in Ireland. It was a four hour event and it went fantastically well. So uh, yeah, the feedback was great. Thank you for everybody that attended. If you did happen to miss it, tickets are still available. If you want to go back and watch your recordings, you get instant access as well. Um, I speak for about 45 minutes and um, fairly was fairly happy with the presentation that I gave. I'd highly recommend it in terms of uh, some of the content from the other speakers as well. So if you want more information on that, just go to firehq.ie. So on today's episode, between lockdown and the challenge that we had of being slightly short on the money that we needed to get in terms of trying to make our house deal happen. And as a result, we had to try and fill around 20 to 25,000 euros, which was a fairly big chunk of change to try and actually get the deal across. And so we sat down and worked out how we were going to be able to do it. Now, thankfully, one of our parents was able to give us a gift, if you like, in terms of covering it. But it was really something we didn't want to accept. In fact, we promised ourselves that we wouldn't accept it. And even though it was there, we just didn't want to have to take it. So we started hustling and we sat down and we actually started trimming our expenses even more beyond what we'd already done. Thankfully, lockdown made the process a little bit easier because it's been quite hard to actually spend money during lockdown. But we were able to start saving around 2,000 extra euros per month. And we had a few windfalls along the way as well, which helped us. So we had the odd tax refund come in. We had a rebate through from one of the pensions that I had and all sorts of various things. And in the end, we've managed to pretty much fill the void, right? We've actually managed to do it. Now, as I mentioned, the process of actually buying a house in Ireland is so slow that you end up having a good four or five months time to actually fill the gap. So it's been one of these situations where we've almost benefited because the process is so slow. But we've been amazed to see just how we've been able to kind of make it work and get on and, I guess, live our life, but also embracing frugality in the sense of being able to say, look, is that actually something we need or is that going to get us closer to having the house if we don't buy it, right? So it becomes a real clear decision point for us when it comes to actually being able to make a decision on the money that we spend. There's a particular video that uh, I recently watched on YouTube from Mr. Money Mustache. I'm actually going to share it in the show notes. I think it's brilliant. I actually think it's the best bit of financial independence advice that I've seen. And the way that he, I guess, lives his life is a real testament to the actual FIRE movement. So I will link the particular YouTube video in the show notes. It is well worth a watch. And it will touch on a lot of the stuff that I'm kind of mentioning in this particular episode. But the nuts and bolts of it is that he says that unless you're buying something that actually gives you happiness, you shouldn't be buying it. And that's quite a big challenge, I think, for a lot of us, because I think for many of us, particularly those with families, we just spend money without even thinking about it sometimes. I know back in 2017, when I just had my third child, I remember saying to friends, I've got no control over the money that we're spending. It felt so far away from being in our control that it's complete contrast to how we're living our lives now. So I guess I want to actually give some examples because to do this within a European context is going to be a matter of getting everybody on board with it. 
including your own children. So we had a situation where we are now doing our Santa lists. We are doing it a little bit earlier this year, obviously, with a potential threat of another lockdown. But uh, our kids originally wanted either a PlayStation 4 or a Nintendo Switch. And it wasn't until we actually went to see just how much money a Nintendo Switch is, we basically thought, right, there's no way that that's going to happen. And we needed to find another solution for that. So we do have a couple of gaming consoles already. We have a Sega Master Drive, which my wife bought for me last year. I am an absolute whiz at Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I would challenge anybody to a Sonic Duel because I am the absolute master. I still play it. I tend to play it most days with the kids. They also play it as well. So it's one of the things that we actually do together is we just play a quick game of Sonic the Hedgehog 2. We also have a Wii. I do enjoy playing Wii Golf. We bring that out every so often as well. And then my sons, they basically play games on their tablets, or they, my older son has a Nintendo 2DS, which is quite a few years old now. And one of the logics that we have when it comes to gaming consoles is that the kids don't know any better. I was always impressed when I was 10 years old. I thought Sonic the Hedgehog 2 had amazing graphics. Today, I still think that the graphics are still pretty good. So if I don't know any different, then what's to say the kids are going to know any different either? So we've managed to somehow get them into the mindset of adopting and being okay with using older versions of consoles. And what you find is that you can pick them up extremely cheap secondhand and that the games are extremely affordable. So for example, a game for a Nintendo Switch is going to set you back at least 50 euros. You can get good games on the 2DS for around 10 or 13 pounds. So it's quite a contrast in terms of the actual price, and that all certainly does add up. Had a friend recently that couldn't believe that we only spend around uh, 150 to 200 euros on groceries. Now, for any of you guys that have digested earlier podcast episodes, you may have heard me say in some interviews that we were spending around 300 euros a week. We have easily managed to halve that bill. And we just got out of the habit of buying from Tesco online, and we've embraced the concept of buying Aldi's finest. So we do most of our grocery shopping now in Aldi. And the nice thing about that is you tend not to have to worry about how much things are when you buy it, which is a lovely, lovely feeling to have. So we've pretty much embraced that and we're happy with the quality of food that we're getting. And that's what we're used to. We've never really been a family that's bought into the name brands anyway. Again, the kids don't know any different, right? So you know, they don't really know. They watch most of their TV now on either Now TV or on Netflix, so they don't actually get adverts to try and push them to buy one product over another. So they kind of don't fall for that, which is great. And we're just used to it, right? So we're just embracing that element of our life. I noticed recently we were going through to pick a movie for a Saturday night, and we used to have a really bad habit of flicking over to Sky Store um, to see if we could buy a more modern movie. But we've pretty much got out of that habit over the last six months or so. We might have one for a very, very special occasion, like a birthday or something like that. But I decided to sit down with the kids on this particular night, and we managed to find a movie that they hadn't seen in years. And they were absolutely delighted. Right? So it's this concept of actually having appreciation over simple things in life. Right? Like maybe it's a movie you haven't seen in ages. The kids had basically forgotten what it was. And for them, it was like watching a movie for the very first time. Many of you guys might be aware that I gave up drinking uh, last November, so I'm almost one whole year without a beer, which is a, an amazing challenge 
to have done. Now, I still do drink the occasional non-alcoholic beer if I'm out with friends or something like that. I was buying non-alcoholic beer around the house for a while. And apologies, guys, for my Kiwi accent. Kiwis don't actually differentiate between the word beer and beer, right? So when I say beer, it's probably sounding like a grizzly beer. Welcome to being a Kiwi. Anyway, we do that with a few other words as well, if you guys uh, aren't actually aware of it. But anyway, back to beers. I noticed the other night that it was a Friday night where I'd usually have a beer. And uh, I went to the fridge and opened it up. And sure enough, there was a brand new unopened bottle of sparkling water. And I remember pouring myself a glass, sitting down on the couch and going, Ah, yeah. And I drank it as if it was a premium lager. Right, and there it was with a 50 cent bottle of sparkling water. So again, it's a little bit about moving the goals a little bit. And I found that even though I gave up alcohol, I'm still able to experience the same joy from just drinking sparkling water. I know it sounds ridiculous. Probably would listen back in this in years to come and laugh at my own self, but there's truth in it. And again, it's about embracing that frugality aspect that you can be happy with less. I've recently started coaching for another club here in Limerick for a fairly high up division ladies team and I've really been enjoying it and look it pays a little bit of money which is great but what I actually found is I'm coming off after a training so satisfied with the training that I've given and it's given me great satisfaction almost the same feeling that you might have when you've left the gym or even when your own national sports team wins a game so there's certainly something in it that if you're coaching, for any of you guys who are coaching at a relatively high level, there is certainly a satisfaction in it. And when you're coming off the field and you're satisfied with the session that you've had, and you've also got paid for it, then you've kind of, you know, you're kind of in a, in a winning place there, right? Because you're, you're kind of getting the best of all worlds. And the best part is you then look at your phone and realize that you've also done 10,000 steps during the session. So you're also doing fitness as well and embracing all of that. So sometimes it's about finding those small wins in life and actually putting together the idea of actually going, right, we can actually do this. And it's okay to live off less because we have the bigger picture in mind. I think the last thing to note, and really the concluding argument for this episode, is that frugality is a choice. We choose to be frugal. And I think this is the most important aspect of it. So whether it's me working part-time and then having to be frugal to allow myself to work part-time, or going back to full-time work and continuing to embrace that part-time lifestyle in terms of the actual amount of money that we spend and not allowing lifestyle inflation to take over, and then being able to bank huge money into our investment portfolio as a result, it's a choice. And there is nothing stopping us at any point in time to actually go back to those old bad habits. But we realize that we don't need to because our happiness, ironically, is actually better than it was, right? This is, this is a crazy thing. Because financial stress is a huge burden on our lives. And if we can avoid that, then it allows us to actually be happier. And by embracing frugality, it means that you're going to have money in the bank and that stress is going to be taken significantly away. In our case, it was a matter of wanting to move house. And that was our motivation. But now that we've done it, I can't see us slipping back into our previous habit. We're so content with what we've actually managed to do in terms of getting our finances sorted. And it's resulted in a savings rate now of around 70%, which is just insane. And it's going to allow us to actually move towards retirement 
in less than six years time. So my challenge for you guys is could you embrace this? Could you by choice go out of your way to spend less money just to see how it feels? And if you do it for say a month and reflect on your overall happiness, does your happiness decrease? Or will it surprise you and your happiness actually increase as a result? As always, if you have any questions on this episode, reach out to me at michael at firepodcast.ie. Otherwise, I look forward to catching you on the next episode. If you're a big fan of the show, why not become an Irish Fire Podcast member for free? Members receive access to inside information that isn't shared on the podcast as well as regular updates such as a monthly newsletter. To become a member, visit www.firepodcast.ie.